money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Yay! Because this is the show where we talk about the hard issues around money. And I'm Dave. And I'm Reb. And if you haven't joined us on the show today, then we want to invite you to... No, they are joining us on oh, the yeah. show. Before today. <laughs> let, me, let me see. If, if you, you haven't, haven't joined, joined us before today, <laughs> right? We can't say that in unison. Then you, you already know what you've got into or you have no idea what you've got into because you're like, okay, these guys can't even talk right this morning. So right, welcome to the show. If you do want to check out some more shows, uh, Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb, then you can do that at morethanenough.ca, at chri.ca, at notmine.ca. Those those uh, websites have the, the show on their own player. So you can just hit play and then go for a walk, listen in, uh, grab a coffee if that's uh, if that's your your drink of choice, uh, and uh, and join us. And we we are just so thankful that uh, you kind of invite us into your your living room or into your kitchen or wherever wherever you are. Uh, and we're thankful for you, and we're thankful for you joining us today. At the end of uh, we're approaching the end of. Uh, the year. And mm-hmm. we just want to say thanks again for listening to us because we are on podcast players as well. But um, we just want to say thank you for mm-hmm. being with us in, in this year when we either, you know, I don't know how effective we were of tracking things for people during COVID and keeping updates, but um, we are recording uh, in advance. So I, you know, by the time you guys hear this, um, it's been a few weeks uh, mm-hmm. So we're not sure what what takes place with all that's been happening in the states. There's just a lot of uncertainty, and I guess we're here just to encourage you in your walk with God um, that He's our hope. And today's uh, and scripture, in your walk with money and in oh yeah oh yeah because it we, is we, let's talk, talk money, money right Dave okay yes Conrad. we're talking about and yes um, Dave is going to say well you don't have scripture again about money um, I ha- we have a, a, a really interesting. We went for a walk a few yes. weeks ago, and out of that walk, our conversation um, is this podcast. Mm-hmm. We could have probably re- press record on that walk, but um, it's the it, we got we were just processing some of the home renovations we've been having done in our home, mm-hmm. and um, and how that resembles financial coaching actually. So we're going to talk a bit about that in a minute because more than enough is the company we own, and it's a financial coaching company. We do mortgages and taxes as well, if you don't know, but um, primarily our heart is to see people set free financially on their journey with money and with God. So the verses I picked today come from Jeremiah, actually, and this is what the Lord says. Jeremiah 18, the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, arise and go down to the potter's house and there I will cause you to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and there he was making something at the wheel. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again into another vessel, as it seemed good to the potter to make. 
Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter, says the Lord? Look, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. Now, this is an Old Testament passage. Obviously, this is um, spoken to Jeremiah the prophet, and he went down to the potter's house to see how the Lord uh, wanted to show him this picture and this uh, metaphor, analogy, I don't even know what the right word is, um, to what God does with us, not just for the house of Israel, but through Christ for all of us who believe. And he is the potter, we often say in Christian circles, he is the potter and we are the clay. I'm sure there's like a hundred songs. Oh, I know. You probably can think just sitting there listening to us of some of those verses that have been put to music. but And appropriately so, because, I mean, it's such a great metaphor, right? It It, it really is. I mean, starting with the fact that we are dust and that God is God, or, you know, like, you know, that just that idea that, wow, um, we are actually clay, right? Yes. And, and that God is saying, listen, you know, I'm the one who's going to fashion you into, in a sense, the something that's useful for, for the kingdom. I, I, that's how I've always been astounded by that, that passage in the sense of, you know, God isn't saying I'm just... You know, I'm just making you into to something that, you know, is useless or, but, but that he makes it like he cares and he puts thought into it. And he, and, you know, yes, it might be a, a beautiful vessel. Yes, it might be a cup. Yes, it might be, um, you know, different things that, that you can imagine because we're all different people. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I just love the fact that it's, it's that unique and that God is like, that the, the metaphor works so well. <laughs> it does, and and the and every piece of pottery made isn't like, even though they may be similar. It's no one is like the next mm. because each one is made individually at at the wheel of the potter. Anyway, I I what jumped out at me what you just said is you know that we could be of of, of use in the kingdom, or you said something mm-hmm. like that, and I you know we're not gonna have an argument about it this morning, but. I think he, he forms us and shapes us for his glory. And I know you are a hard worker. You come from a line of great do- Dutch working hard people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I come from European stock and we're all about the work. Um, but I just want to say to folks this morning that he forms us to free us and to free us into relationships. So you're, I don't, it's not about right and wrong. It's just, a whole, right? Mm-hmm. Where he forms us to be his kids and to be in relationship and to have relationship with him, as well as being of use. I, I've got mm-hmm. you can't guys can't see me. I've got my quotes around mm-hmm. air quotes around of use. You know. Anyway, I just thought I'd throw that in there. Right. You know. You know, just to set you straight. Okay. okay. <laughs> I've been straightened. <laughs> You're not retaliating this morning. Anyway. Um. So. So the reason I went to these scriptures also is because we've been having our dear friends, um, and not to plug them or anything, but Nation Valley Electric, I'll just put a little plug in there. Um, our friends Mark, Geertzma, and Devin have been in our home. Uh, we live in a log home, and... Um, you know, it's taken 14 years. Apparently, he's had some sleepless l- nights trying to figure out what kind of great lighting he could put in our home. Because in a log home, as some of you would know, it's, high, it's hard to hide wiring when it's been built already. And so it, we finally bit the bullet and 
Mark came into our home and Devin did in the last couple of weeks and um, just brought light Mm-hmm. into our home. And when David and I were out walking, I, I was sharing with him, you know, I just kept thinking, you know, while Mark and Devin were in, in the thick of my kitchen and living room and dining room, it was a mess. They came in and they, they're, they're pulling out things from behind the walls. We didn't know were there or checking why this one, one electric, electrical outlet was there is it still active and like all of those things and you know I could hear sometimes Mark just kind of mumbling (laughs) about about our house um but in the end at the end of the day they'd leave and they would put it as best as they could they had their vacuum they if they weren't done and coming back the next day they really cleaned up and I was watching how they carried out their business so that, you know, even at lunchtime the one day, they had made, were making a mess in the morning, but they cleared up enough space. He didn't even ask me. He cleared up enough space around the stove and the fridge that I could go make lunch for all of us. And I was like, I said to Dave, like this, you know, we coach people, but isn't that what coaching is a bit like? You know, a coach is there uh, standing next to you and you start pulling out the wires of your financial life. You, you want to get rewired. You want to put new lighting in. You want to shed new light onto, you know, where are we at financially? But the, the beauty of coaching is, is that the, you're not, I mean, maybe some of our clients feel like they were left in wreckage, but, uh, you know, our hope is that as we coach people and are pulling all that out, doing the hard work and, and challenging questions and looking at facing your finances, right? You know, at the end of the day, we get light brought in, we get new lighting, we get something new. Um, and, and it's cleaned up and it's tidied. And I was just thinking of that, you know, as we've talked about this, this picture of Jesus and God as potter and clay and us, you know, I was thinking about this lighting illustration mm-hmm. in our own home. So I don't know if you'd thought about that before. Yeah, I, I think the, um, in our conversation, the, the, the tact that I took, of course, I get to, take a different tact than you which is pretty normal but but was you know as as there the 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 goal is or the intent is to bring some some lighting in but there's a process that happens ahead of time and there's surprise it's like oh wait like how did this go or you know again we have to figure it out along the way and and so you know a lot of that uh, especially throughout kind of throughout it was there's a period of investigation, a period of planning, a period of, of kind of finding out what's possible. And then, and then, you know, for you and I, there was a period where we had to pick lights and we had to, to, you know, what does this look good and that look good? And, and all of that process is going on. Um, and, and it's the same in our finances. It's, it's the same, you know, we start with, sometimes we start with, you know, we we've been living in this kind of quasi darkness, like for a long time that we didn't, did not we didn't even recognize okay. it, and that's that was this that was my big aha moment. I have these be- I have this beautiful. I don't know if you call them chandeliers anymore. It's not really a chandelier, but you know, my dining room big light 
mm-hmm. for less. Like Mark, mm-hmm. if you're listening, sorry, I don't know the right word. You know, and I have lights over my island now, and it's all open concept. But then he went in and he put these arm lights over the. We have a bit of a cathedral ceiling over our living area, and all that up upward lighting. There was no lighting there. So he put lighting in there. And I tell you, it was five seconds. And I can't believe I couldn't believe that I'd ever lived without that lighting in that room. And I did not know what I didn't know. He had come into my home for 14 years. Every time we got to get you lighting in this house, we got to get you lighting in this house. I had no idea what what he knew. Mm-hmm. I had no idea the passion in his mind. I had no idea that he was staying up at three in the morning. Some nights our house would come in his head and he'd think, how am I going to do the lighting that I want to see in there? Not just standard track lighting or I want to do this differently. Mm-hmm. And he's been thinking about it for 14 years. I did not know. Mm-hmm. And I did not know what he saw. And I think that was a great illustration for me, even in coaching. You know, if you're listening, and we're going to talk a minute about what exactly mm-hmm. coaching is, financial coaching, because Dave has been a coach for 12 years and he's going to explain it a little bit better. But like, you don't know what you don't know. You know that you're short every month. So let's say you guys who are listening, you're, you're short every month, you're struggling to make ends meet, and you think, well, I'm doing everything right. Why, like, you know, what's the problem? Or if you're, if you're not communicating well with your partner about money, you don't or know. At all. Or at all. Maybe you don't talk at all about money. You don't know what you don't know. Then just like I didn't understand what was in Mark's head about lights. And let me tell you, if I never knew someone could be passionate about lights, but this guy is. And I would say our team of coaches, uh, uh, more than enough, they, they are there putting in all their heart and soul into walking with people. And you won't find... I, I shouldn't, I, I'm biased. Okay. You won't find better people than are more than enough coaches. Like they are, they are committed. They are uh, passionate for God and they're passionate for you. So if you're saying, seeing some of the fruit of debt or n- not understanding, you're not talking, you know, maybe a coaching is for you, but Dave, what is, what is it? So, I mean, again, this whole conversation comes out of this, this realization that that we were living in, in a home um, in a certain context, a certain amount of light. Um, you know, I can speak for myself. I don't. I won't speak for you. But you know, I didn't have a vision for getting any more light. It, it really wasn't on my agenda. Like it didn't bother me all that much. And I think that again, the translation to our money story is exactly the same. You know, we look around at our neighbors or we look around and, and we're going, hey, well, I guess this is all that there is. And um, the rea- the reality is, and this is, again, going back to our coaches are the ones who actually have a vision. They, they're living in in a different amount of light. And and guess what? Like, there's no condemnation. There's no... No, Mark, uh, Mark didn't come. And every time he... I could hear he, him say, okay, you guys need new lights. We got to figure this out. But he wasn't... And there was a process of Mark yes. asking us questions. There was a process of what do you like? What do I like? Lo- uh, what, what, you know, what kind of lighting do you want? And, and of course, uh, you know, he's, we're, again, it's a process and we're working together and, and we kind of hashed it out. And then eventually, um, we did kind of catch a vision for, okay, um, you know what? We get it. The place needs some, some light. So but, then it was yeah. about implementation. 
And, and that's where the coaching comes in. So there's a process that happens in a sense, you, you know, uh, with all of our clients that come in that they, they go, Oh, wait a minute. I caught a glimpse of maybe what life could look like without having this credit card balance. I, I caught a glimpse of it. Maybe you got a tax return that you threw all on your, your, your credit card and you paid it off in one shot three years ago. And you were like, Oh, that, that actually felt good. But then the debt started to accumulate again and, and you kind of forgot that feeling or whatever. So coaching is really all about that. Yes, there's a revelation and there's a realization that life could look different, that, that there could be more light in our home, uh, that there, there could be more light. Uh, there could be, it could be done differently. And then the, and, and that's the process the coach goes through with you, asking you questions and working through and saying, what does it look like for you? What are your, you know, the lights, Reb and I had lots of discussion around lights. And but so we also said, Mark, we don't know anything. And then Mark went and I was at, I like, and th- this is legit for how some of you are feeling in your finances. I bet like you're just ex- like, you're running kids. You're, you're, we're in COVID. You're trying to work. You're working with masks. You're coming home exhausted. Like, let's just watch Netflix and, and be done with it or pure flicks or whatever your flicks is. And, and, um, you just don't, I said to Mark, there's so many choices. There are so many, there's so much material out there about money. And I'm the type of personality. This is my personality. I like to be shown. So I, I need a coach. So I've had Dave for all these years, but, um, you know, I, he needed to come and he went and looked it up for me. He gave us options. He didn't tell us to do what to do in the end, but he said this, and he went to his own lighting person that he uses and they came up with some ideas for us. And I'm like, yep, love it. And I wasn't, other people may be more particular and you might be a different kind of person in coaching, but I just. And I'm going to make this confession kind of right now in the sense that I, I'm actually a visual person too. I, even though the, the picture showed up, even though Mark showed up with a, um, with an example of one of the lights and we put it up on the ceiling and, and, you know, we were kind of blown away by this, by the amount of light that, 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 that just one light through, um, I, I had no vision for it. I, I really couldn't tell. But I also had enough relationship with Mark. Right. And I went, you know what, Mark, I'm going to trust that, that, that you've got it, that, that you kind of see something that I don't see. Mm. And, and that's, that was really, really key for me. I mean, you know, if, if that trust isn't there, if, if that isn't there, then there's going to be a, a lot, it's going to be a different process. So, Throughout all of this this process, the, there was a trust that was built up, and between Mark and I, and, and of course we're friends outside of, of being, him being a, an electrician. But there was a trust there, and, and there was a uh, an investment that he was actually making, kind of on my behalf, uh, and and I recognized that, and and I didn't, in a, and even now, don't want to take that for granted. That that hey, you know what? I know that Mark's. You know, Mark isn't just out to try and sell me a lamp to, to, so that he can make some money. You know, he isn't trying to, to, you know, upsell me into something that, that really isn't there or, or isn't needed. I trust that, that Mark has my best interest to give us the lighting that we need. And, and that, that's a core piece of this, this, the whole process of as you get into finances, um, you know, 
there has to be a, yeah, a measure of trust. Has trust. There has to be trust there. Can so. we can we go back? I mean, we're going to talk about maybe a bit more about trusting your coach, but um, because sometimes we have folks that come, we put them with a the coach and it doesn't quite click, and then we put them with a different coach, and mm-hmm. and that's just part of what we do if we want to find the best personality fit for you as well. But what is financial coaching? Like, why have you like? Okay, I won't go why yet, but what is financial coaching? You've been doing it for 12 years. Just give us a summary of what it is and why it's important for, for people. Yeah, so, I mean, the best best way I can describe it, the simplest way I, I can describe it is simply um, someone coming alongside you uh, and, and walking the journey with you. And that person is, again, there's a little bit of distance. And if I can use the metaphor of, of we all understand that there are coaches in sports and recognize that the players are actually on on the bench. The, the players are on the field. The players are playing the game. And the coach is looking from the sidelines. And the, the coach looks from the sidelines simply because he's going to look from a different perspective. Uh, and a good coach studies a lot. A good coach creates an environment where their players can can succeed in whatever sport it is. Uh, and there's a, a measure of respect and there's a measure of trust between the player and the coach because sometimes the coach will make a, a different call. But I've also seen the opposite happen where the, the coach makes a call and the player goes, mm, no, I'm going to go do something different. And and there's a there's a level of mutual respect that happens because, again, it is in the end, in, in, in the uh, in in sport, the end, they all have the end goal. The end goal is to actually win the game, is to score points, is to, to be successful in the game. And, and so in your financial coach, the, the same goal is there. The financial coach wants to, A, save you money, pay less interest on, <laughs> yeah. you know, that just simply wants to, you know, the financial coach wants you to become aware of what's going on in your finances. The financial coach wants you to, to, to learn to communicate with your spouse. If, if you don't have a spouse yet, you can still learn to communicate about money. Uh, the, you know, there's a whole, uh, there's a whole number of things that are just foundational about what, what is the goal of financial coaching? And it really is to allow you to use money as a tool to create the life that you want to create that, you know, can you say that again? Because that's a really great statement. I've heard you say it before. Use money as a tool to create the life that I feel you've been created to live. Now, you know, again, you can define that in, in any number of ways and that's part of the process, Right. but money is a tool to help you create that life that you've been created to live. And, and it does, we use a, the word accountability in, in our culture. So co- 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 uh, co- co- I can't speak. <laughs> Coaching is a bit of that, isn't but it? Of course there's accountability. That, that That's one of the things that, that again, if I use them, the, the example of a coach, a sports coach, if, if there's no accountability for the, the player to show up for practices, well, how how is the player going to get any better? How is right. the player going to know what the plays that the team is practicing? Right, like th- there's accountability. The player, it's just built in accountability. The player is going to show up for the practices. He's going to show up for the game. He's going to exercise off offline and and have a, a regime of how he's going to eat. He's going to do all these things for his own good to be successful at the game. And the coach 
is of course going to help to create that environment so that they can be successful. Yeah, I there's so many because we've been doing this so long and immersed in it. There's a million things running through my head, but I'm actually having this picture while you were talking and two different pictures of of a of a mother or a father and a child and a hot stove and the child reaches his hand out and you know the parent slaps his hand. And sometimes I think when we talk about coaching or even fitness coaching, because of our own inner shame and struggle with money, um, maybe the hiddenness of some of the things we feel bad about, about debt or spending, we just feel like, you know, God or, you know, a, a, our coach, you know, a coach would just come along, keep slapping my hand and telling me not to touch, don't touch, don't do that, don't do that. And in reality, there's another picture I have at the same time where the parent is saying, you know, you know, saying to the child, come sit here, let's have it, have a tea and some cookies. I'm going to talk to you about stoves and hot things and, and sits down with you. And I think that image, if there any of you are feeling today, it's just about a reprimand that God is there. And if you open yourself up and you have relationship with God and you open yourself up to the Lord, that you're feeling like he's just going to come and keep slapping your hand, that that's not the heart of the father. Mm-hmm. Dis- discipleship we talk about in, in churches and we, and, uh, you know, Financial Discipleship Canada and Ray Borg, who we have on regularly on the show is a part of that. And we will say that, you know, coaching is a part of financial discipleship in some ways, if you're struggling at that level and, and we, a coach isn't, you know, a coach may, 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 you know, sometimes question deeply what you're doing. Um, and it may feel like a slap, but really the heart of God is to welcome you to the table and say, this is why I, here are my principles about why I want you to live this way with money. You know, as we, as we come to the end, I'm going to pick up on that little picture that you had, Reb, because, you know, again, the heart of the parent is to, so that the child doesn't get burned. Right. right. I mean, yes. that fundamentally bottom line, yes. that's the heart of the parent in those two situations. And so, you know, again, fundamentally, the, the, the heart of God is, is that we live, uh, that, that we are not burdened, that, that we're using money in a way that, that, uh, in a sense is healthy. And, and a lot of us, uh, self included, right? It, that's a process of learning and saying, well, what does that look like? There's 2,350 verses in scripture that talk about it. And, you know, I probably read most of them and you probably have too, but have you put them into practice? Have you actually implemented them and said, no, no, wait a minute. This is something that, that the father has revealed already to me. This is the sit down over tea. He's already shared it. And, and I now need some help actually putting it into right. practice. Yeah. I yeah. now need some help. Like, when I'm tempted to touch the stove, having someone next to me just standing there, even not even saying it, just standing there going, eh, don't do it. <laughs> just, just maybe even holding their tongue, but, you know, kind of, again, looking at that picture and just saying, listen, um, the, the scriptures are there. The heart of God is there. The, the, this is not a hidden thing. He, he reveals very much how he wants us to interact with money, uh, all through scripture. And so we can, we can just simply go, okay, I need help putting this into practice. And, and it's answering the invitation, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I guess we're inviting you today. If you have 
trouble um, to call our office. I, I'm actually the one you'd be talking to initially um, before you meet with a coach. So I'm happy to explain it in more detail to you. Uh, if you want to send us an e- me an email, Rebecca at morethanenough.ca, and I'd be happy uh, to set a time with you. Um, Mm -hmm. Uh, so at the end, you know, you are the clay in the potter's hand Mm -hmm. and the financial journey is part of the shaping that God wants to be a part of in your life as the potter. Um, and I'm going to leave this little kind of last bombshell. We all hate change. Yeah. And guess what? It it does. That's one of the key ingredients. It was in the potter where he says, ah, you know what? I shaped you and now I'm going to reshape you. That's change. And you know, human nature. We're like, ah, oh, we don't like change. It's work. It takes longer than I than I think it should, and it costs more than I really want to pay. <sighs> yep, those are all true. They're the same true for renovation. <laughs> yeah, I know. We, <laughs> we like the end result, but we don't want to go through it. But the one but question I I'm going to yeah. pray in a minute. Um, the one question I want you to sit down with is, what would it look like for you if you didn't have consumer debt? Uh, so think about that, Lord. We just thank you as we come to the end of this show that you are going to show us the way. And you're going to walk with us. And Lord, help us yield to your reshaping, that it's good and you are good. So we thank you for this privilege of being here today. In Jesus' name, amen. And we thank you for being here today. And join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.